Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for listening to our show. You can take your listening further and support our work by becoming a member. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, members-only bonus content, an invitation to join the DSR Network Slack community, a members-only newsletter, and members-only blog posts. For the month of February, take 10% off the regular membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily. That's thedsrnetwork.com slash buy code daily. Thank you. It's February 17th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Moldova's parliament ratified the cabinet of the country's new prime minister, Doreen Richan, yesterday, following last week's surprise resignation of former prime minister Natalia Gavrilita, according to Deutsche Welle. Tensions in the small frontline state on Ukraine's southwestern border are running high amid allegations that Russia has sought to stage a coup and depose the pro-Western government of President Maya Sandu. Russian forces maintain a presence in the eastern breakaway region of Moldova, Transnistria. Though it officially refers to those forces as peacekeepers, they support Moscow-aligned separatists who are active there. The BBC is reporting that one of China's most high-profile billionaire bankers has gone missing, his company said. Bao Fan, the chief executive of China Renaissance Holdings, had not been able to be reached in recent days, the firm said in a market update on Thursday. Mr. Bao is a leading deal broker in China, whose clients include top tech companies Didi and MaiTuan. The disappearance of Mr. Bao, one of China's leading tech investors, has again evoked a history of Chinese executives suddenly vanishing for periods of time with no explanation. At least half a dozen billionaires in the past two years have disappeared for periods after reported run-ins with the Communist Party, according to Forbes magazine. South Africa is due to launch a joint naval exercise with Russia and China today, a move it is calling routine, but which has fueled domestic criticism and fears the drills will endanger important relations with Western partners. South Africa says it maintains a neutral stance on the Ukraine conflict and abstained from voting on a UN resolution last year condemning Russia. Russia, for its part, has deployed a frigate armed with a new generation of hypersonic cruise missile called the Zircon. Last weekend, the vessel carrying the Zircon docked in Cape Town, emblazoned on its flanks with the letters Z and V, symbols Russia uses to promote the war in Ukraine. Elsewhere, according to The Guardian, the European Commission is taking Poland to court over rulings from Polish judges, considered by experts as a legal poll exit, that fundamentally undermine the EU's legal order. The decision to refer Poland to the European Court of Justice on Wednesday comes as Poland's right-wing nationalist government battles to secure 
35.4 billion euros in EU COVID recovery funds that have been frozen over concerns about government-influenced courts. The latest legal step ratchets up pressure on the Polish government, which faces elections this autumn and has been struggling to convince EU authorities to release billions of grants and loans. Legal experts have described the July 2021 decision as a legal poll exit that could indicate a first step toward Poland towards Poland's departure from the Union, despite opinion polls showing the popularity of the EU across the country. Kenya's The Nation is reporting that Ethiopia is warning that efforts by UN-backed investigators to probe abuses committed during the war in the country's north could undermine the progress of a peace agreement signed last year. The federal government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front inked a peace deal in South Africa in November to end the two-year Tigray War, which has killed untold numbers of people and unleashed a humanitarian crisis. In its first report published in September last year, the UN-backed International Commission of Human Rights Experts on Ethiopia said it had found evidence of violations by all sides that could amount to war crimes and crimes against humanity. Ethiopia's government rejected the report and has embarked on a diplomatic offensive to win international support for its bid to stop the commission from continuing its work. Under the terms of the peace deal, the Tigray People's Liberation Front agreed to disarm in return for the restoration of access to Tigray, which was largely cut off from the outside world during the war. According to the Straits Times, North Korea threatened on Friday to take unprecedented, constant, strong responses if South Korea and the United States press ahead with planned military drills, accusing the Allies of raising tensions in the region. In a statement carried by state media KCNA, the North's foreign ministry accused the U.S. of stoking tension and using the United Nations Security Council as a tool for illegal hostile policy to pressure Pyongyang. North Korea has refrained from any military action in 2023 except for regular activities, but the Allies' scheduled drills would create a grave vortex of escalating tension, the ministry said. The statement came as South Korea and the U.S. gear up for annual military exercises as part of their efforts to better counter North Korea's growing nuclear and missile threats. Al Jazeera reports that Canada will send Navy vessels to the coast of Haiti to gather intelligence as the Caribbean nation continues to reel from economic and political insecurity as well as violence, much of it driven by organized criminal groups. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced the decision at a meeting of Caribbean leaders in the Bahamas yesterday. Among the topics they discussed were the powerful armed gangs operating in the country, leading to widespread reports of murder, kidnappings, and sexual violence. The Canadian leader did not specify how many ships would take part in the effort or the duration of their mission. The announcement came during a meeting of CARICOM, the 15-member Caribbean trade bloc. In lighter news from the AP, 
those melancholy tunes sung by humpback whales may really be a sign of loneliness. Scientists who tracked humpback whales in Australia noticed that fewer whales wailed to find mates as their population grew. Eastern Australia's humpback whales were facing regional extinction in the 1960s with only around 200 whales left, but numbers grew and reached 27,000 whales by 2015, approaching estimated pre-whaling levels. As the density of whales increased, their courtship changed. While 2 in 10 males were singers in 2004, a decade later that ratio had dropped to just 1 in 10. To be sure, the seas are still noisy. Many humpbacks woo with a combination of singing and physical jostling, the Australia researchers report. We would stop wailing so much if you would rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the dsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Jamil Jaffer of the National Security Institute about the U.S. shooting at a variety of unidentified flying objects. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.